Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast, a conversation taking you home. Home in yourself, where your joy is, home where you feel peace and love and learning about what home even means and learning about ourselves and meditation. And we're talking to you and with you and how you might be at home in yourself as well. I'm Lisa, joined by Frank, who taught me all about what that means. Are you excited that I finally am getting it? And hopefully people listening are getting it as well. Yeah, I'm excited too, Lisa. Quite a path we're, we're huh. on with you and me and all the listeners. We are still getting great feedback about people progressing along with us and learning. And I really love to hear that. And we'll remind everyone to send us an email at exploringawareness at gmail.com to let us know you're listening, have a comment, question, or some ideas about what we could talk about in the future. I'm glad that we always have lots of ideas about what to talk about. You know, we we meet and discuss before we start recording the podcast. So what did we agree on? What do you want to talk about today? Well, you know, Lisa, one thing that I hear a lot is that people try to figure this stuff out. And I thought we should focus today on talking about what the difference is between figuring something out and letting something be. What do you think about that? Uh, let me figure that one out. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a big thinker. I'm a thinker, thinker, thinker. So I'm always trying to figure everything out. And I'm learning that there are many benefits to just letting it be. So yeah, I'm all for it. What, what can you share with us? Well, I love to figure things out too. Mm. I, I really, I love projects. I'm always mm. doing a project. I'm always thinking about things. And, you know, you think about the human brain and you think it sent, you know, people to the moon. Yeah. Now it's created all kinds of tremendous skyscrapers. My son is in architecture school right now and his brain is just going a mile a minute. Cool. Figuring out, you know, I figure architects really need to study hard if they're going to be building big buildings, right? Right, right. To be safe. And so there's so much that our brain does to figure things out. And it's a, it's such a wonderful tool. Then we talk about our brains using that same power to try to figure out other things that maybe are, aren't figure outable. Have you had that experience? <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on, I mean, we talked about letting, letting go that, you know, or let it go a few episodes ago. I think it sounds so simple to do, but it's not really because I, I think we just want to always think we have it under control and we can figure this out and A equals two and B is C and that's that. And I think there's got to be another way and I'm working, working on that, you know, of letting go and digging deep and letting it work itself out. Is that, is that one way to look at it? Yeah. So our minds are, are, wired and trained to think and figure things out and that's how we were brought up and 
So when we go through meditations, you know, and I, I do guided meditations with people and they're like, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out or I was thinking about this particular problem. The brain was going so much and it was analyzing things and judging things and, mm. and, and, and trying to figure it out. And that's what brains do, right? And I'm wondering if by talking about figuring it out, you know, we can talk about it till the end of the day. But what about if we, instead of figuring out, watch the brain figure it out? Does that make sense? Well, I know you like to talk about that a lot. So we, we'll kind of dig into that. I, well, while you were saying that, I was thinking, I always say one of my favorite things to do is figure people out. I love to like talk to people and learn about them and then figure them out. So yeah, figure them out. Yeah. So watching your brain to say that again, what are we doing? Yeah. Watching yourself figure it out. So when you're trying to figure out something, take a step back and say, I'm trying to figure this person out. And maybe that keeps you from knowing that person. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now that you, that you say it. But so how could you get to know them better without figuring them out? Yeah, well, and, you know, I don't want to make this about you, you know, trying to right. figure someone out. But let's say, for instance, and first impressions, you know, people get first impressions a lot. And they, and you know, they may be true, they may not be true. But you feel like go with your first impression, and you believe it you know, then you've kind of limited yourself. And right, right. It's, right. I think this culture is interesting. I, I don't do this. I'm married, but, you know, the, you know those dating apps? Like you look at someone and you swipe left or swipe right or whatever. That to me is, is kind of very impersonal and very dismissive, right? So you take someone and you switch them this way and switch them that way and it's like, my neighbor was doing that. Nope, 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 maybe, you know, and it's like the, just on a first impression, these are people, you know, these mm. are people in an app and you're just kind of moving them around like that. And, and you know, it, it, and our culture is like that. You make a first impression, you see a person who looks a certain way and you assume that they have certain characteristics. Mm. I mean, you're, it's an instant kind of thing that people do. And that's not even figuring them out. That's just, you know, right. first impression. And it makes sense that our brains do that. But I think that, that the, the idea is that, well, is that really how you want to be in the world, right? In, in, that, in that instance, is, is life a little more interesting than that? Ah, oh, what a great way to put it. <laughs> What a great way to put it. Isn't life a little more interesting than that? If only more people looked at it that way, because I think people are just judging about how they look. Nope, that person, wrong color hair. Oh, don't like their teeth. Nope, you know, just letting it go based on superficial things. And it could be a lot more interesting than that. That's a yeah. great attitude. And I love that. It could, yeah. And life can be a lot more interesting than that too, right? When you take a step back and say, oh yeah, you know, one of my habits is to immediately judge someone or to figure them out or, or to try to figure out this meditation stuff. And like, right. if I can't do it, then I'm just, it's just not going to work. Right? right. Or I find it interesting too. And I, and I, and I noticed this in myself. It's like, 
if I start going to a talk or a lecture and it's like, eh, you know, and you just get this sense you want to leave. Right. And a lot of people do leave. Right. But, mm. but, but what, what if you like said to yourself, I'm reacting to this for whatever reason, maybe I don't like their voice. Maybe I don't like how they look but notice that you're doing that Hmm. and notice that you're making those decisions and then, you know, say, Oh, well, that's, that's, that's silly. That's just my mind. They're about to talk about a very interesting topic. Even if their voice may not be so appealing to me, it's what, that's not really a big deal. Well, how much effort does it take though to be in that place? How much effort and thought, does it take to be in that place where you're being aware of what you're being aware of or stepping back and observing yourself? I mean, is that common? Is that common for you? It takes zero effort. Come on. That's exactly the opposite of what I thought you were going to say. Zero effort. <laughs> All right, then. But <laughs> or it takes a ton of effort. Ah, okay. Okay. It depends on this this other kind of top down bottom up kind of thing so now we're talking about openness and uh, spaciousness Mm. and when you walk into the door are you walking into the door or walking into your zoom meetings these days are you walking in there ready to judge and ready to make decisions and ready to figure out or are you are you walking in to let whatever happens in the present moment happen? Now, okay, I would say ninety percent are A. I would too. I would too. And so, the effort <laughs> is going to be to have a perspective of openness and spaciousness. And how? What are you going to do to get that right? Mm-hmm. Now, are you going to be able to figure that one out? That's where the paradox comes in. That's where exploring awareness comes in. It's like, you know, to be in an open, spacious, receptive place, that may take some work. It may take some effort. It may take the D word, discipline, of sitting and meditating and entering your day in in a different way than entering your day ready to judge and and um, dismiss or or not dismiss or you know that person's good looking so I'm going to listen or you know I like the voice and you know but that's not really a, a good reason but it's just how we're moving around in the world unconsciously like that. Okay, so you're a doctor. Don't you have to judge your patients? Don't you have to kind of gauge what they're saying to you and what's really going on when they come to you? Well, that's a great question. You know, what what do you what do you consider judging? Well, there's different levels of judging. I know people who they can't walk out the door without judging and saying something, and it's not necessarily a positive thing. And I'm a big believer in karma, so I try to keep my judgments to myself because if I say something negative about somebody else, I'm putting that energy out in the world, and I don't want to do that. I don't want it to come back at me, so I try not to. I think it's pretty human, though, to have some level of judgment of of people. It's not the space that I want to be in. It's not the type of person that I want to be. It's not how I want to go through my life. But I think there are some, I'm judging that there are some judgy people in, in the well, world. And you know, I think judgments can come up as well, but I mm-hmm. think that that's, that's the first step. And that's, um, 
may be a, a reaction, but then the response might be, you know, kind of that openness. And so, yes, I am a doctor, and yes, I see everything from everybody. And people come to me expecting a non-judgmental, open place. Right. They can be honest with me, and that's yeah. the space that I create for them. Because there's the, the doctor's office is no place for a judgment. Right. You know, there may be a place for education about, you know, how something like this might be prevented or how it happened or something like that. But no, this, this space, like a physician, is 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 non-judgment, and you know, from that, even without medicine, can be very healing because people mm-hmm. come with all kinds of problems and right. situations, and they need someone to just be present and 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 hear what they have to say with complete acceptance. And I think that's one of the greatest gifts that one can bring to another is to be heard without judgment. Yes, absolutely. Right. And can you get that in your life without paying for it from a professional? That is a burning question. Yeah. Well, of course you can, but can you really from who? Well, you're not paying me. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, all volunteer. There's, there's, no, there's nothing. You're hearing me. You you think you're hearing me without judgment? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Really? There's no judgment. Really? I have to think. Am I judging you? Hmm. Yeah. Well, don't think it. It just. Um, but you know, it could be. Hmm. It could be judgments made, and that's okay too. But it doesn't really matter those judgments, you know. Or is it more interesting than that? That that's I think the the, the point I'm trying to make. Well, say that again. I, I think that your mind is going to do all kinds of things, right? It's going to react and judge and do those kind of things. But that's step one. Step two is to be aware that you're doing it. And in the awareness, you know, then you move in a different way. And how do you become aware from meditating? Mm, Right. So you've been meditating uh, here. I was you I would this morning I went for a walk the weather was beautiful here today in southeast Michigan a summer beautiful summer morning and I went out for a walk and then I thought you know it's not a matter of like oh is a meditation cute I'm gonna try it and you know oh, I'll be so I have found I have to meditate I need to meditate my day is so much better when I meditate now yeah. and it's taken me a while to to get there and to figure it out. And I I was telling you, I saw Yashante say that meditation finds you. Instead of trying so hard, it finds you. So I did put effort into it. I don't want to say that I, well, I guess I did try, but I wanted to. And now my day, I guarantee you is better if I meditate. So it's not like, should I meditate or could I meditate? It's like, my day is better when I meditate. But I don't ding, know. I- ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Listen to Lisa Berry. <laughs> well, you know, and again, we I I think I like how we say this. We're not telling you to do anything. We're not making you do anything. This is not, you know, uh, this is just us talking. And I'm just telling you that that's what I have found for me. And I'm an extremely sensitive. I don't, you know, person, I don't want to say anxious, but I feel everything. And so those feelings are an energy to me and I have to do something with them. So if I can just get to that place and let them dissolve or let them go or clear my mind, then yeah, when I'm done, I do approach the day differently. 
That's that's really beautiful. And I've heard other meditators say that too. Like mm. they'll say, I've never regretted a day that I did meditate. Mm-hmm. But they'll certainly regret a day where they didn't meditate. And so you meditate in the morning, you leave your house differently than you would otherwise. And so your day unfolds differently. And so maybe there's there's the energy has shifted, you know, and mm-hmm. so now you're coming into the day more grounded, you know, more at home, more aware. And so the judgments just kind of, they don't stick that, that your, your day isn't, isn't the same because you're moving around and you're not being influenced by all these things that are happening. You're just doing your thing with your friends and your coworkers. Well, I think it for me it enlightens me. I feel like I'm shedding some stuff that I'd be carrying around with me all day, and that would weigh me down and stress me out if I couldn't get rid of it in the morning. Yeah, or let so it. I have a question. You're the busy doctor. Have you been meditating lately? Yeah, I meditate almost every day. Do you still? I and think I do you're a so lot busy of, lately. I wondering. I was wondering. Well, we're actually doing it. I, I try to get at least 10 minutes in a day just to meditate, but some days are busier than others. And I do a lot of informal practice as well. You know, like during what would that be? That's taking small breaks, you know, to be aware or just even, you know, moving with awareness. I mean, hmm. it is a, you know, it is incorporated a lot into my life. And so it does kind of happen. So, how does one move through the day with awareness? Yeah, an example. That's, that's a great question. There's a there's a, a a term that that is also used in the meditation circles a lot called effortless effort. Effortless okay. effort. Effort. Effortless effort. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. you know you're kind of committed to the to this practice and committed to to the awareness and so, but you know there isn't there isn't effortlessness that kind of unfolds as you get more experience with this, you know? And so instead of maybe, you know, having to sit and meditate the whole day kind of becomes a meditation. Hmm. And remember the med- the word meditation is tricky because you think of meditation as when you're having to sit down. Right. And I've always talked about meditation as a pilot project, right? A project that you kind of, do it in one small place so that you can take it to a larger place. In medicine and public health, we might try a pilot project, you know, in one village and then expand it to other villages. And so for yourself, uh, you know, when you're sitting in a room and uh, it's all quiet and you're meditating, it's easy. Well, easier. And then when you get out into the world, you know, how do you bring that awareness perspective with you? And a lot of times, you know, I feel like I'm just moving around the world in, in, in that way. It's not quiet, but it's still the same kind of awareness perspective or feeling grounded at home, not clingy. Now, that doesn't happen all the time. Certainly things happen and, and events happen and I get lost in thought, right? thinking about the future, thinking about the past, it happens to all of us. You know, there's no, there's no, it does not going to end. Maybe for some people it, it has ended, they, they've said, but, but for me, it's like, oh, but it, it's not hard to return back to that place because I've been working with it for so long. I'm familiar with it. 
Can we talk about that for a minute? Because I mentioned it at the beginning, and it's something that I'm finally getting about being at home. Mm-hmm. Being at home in yourself. What What does that mean? Yeah. Well, what is it? What does it mean to you? What, what, <laughs> this is something I learned from you. So, yeah. So how how have you experienced that this week? I'm personally on a journey trying to figure that out. Actually, about. Oh. Figure, figure it out. <laughs> well, letting it be. I'm. Yeah, can I say, even say that I'm on a journey to let it be to be at home at myself? So, am I letting it be, or am I figuring it out? Yeah, I think you're letting it be. I think you're letting it be. So you're meditating in the morning. You're connecting to your 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 deeper self, your home. And, you know, that home has been there the whole time. And so now you're bringing that out into the world. So are you at home any place in the world? I mean, I feel like I can go anywhere and I'm still at home. I mean, it may not be my physical home, but it's fine. Because it's the present moment. It is the present moment wherever you are. That's where you find your home, your core, your presence. Okay, right now I'm finding nobody's home, though. So I'm, that's why I say I'm figuring it out. What do you mean nobody's home? I told you, I, I, I'm in the process of letting myself be and letting some things go. I sometimes think, who, who am I really? And you, and you talked about that from the get-go. You, I remember telling you, oh, I'm the funny one. I told you I had three sisters growing up. The older one was a pretty one, and my middle sister was a smart one, and I was the funny one. And you were just kind of like, hmm, is that really who you are? And I always thought it was. So yeah. now in this process of figuring it out slash letting it be, I don't know who I am anymore. So uh, is that letting it be or figuring it out? Or so am I at home? Or when I look at home, I don't know what I'm even seeing anymore. Well, I think it's wonderful. Hmm. I think it's wonderful. Hmm. There's that famous Zen monk that used to say, uh, his answer to every question was don't know, don't, Hmm. don't know. And so and and in lots of Zen temples, they have that as a koan question, who am I? And there's no particular answer. And of course, remember my favorite Alan Watts quote, who is the you that knows that you know that you know? Right. And when I was at the Buddhist temple, I had a Buddhist name. I was a Korean word for empty bowl, empty bowl. And one of the, that's kind of a koan as well. What is, what is emptiness? I would like to think more of it as that huge potential of, of spaciousness. You know, it isn't as if it's empty. You know, you're looking at yourself, who's at home? But in the question is the answer, who am I? And it isn't a question that can be answered necessarily with words, but answered with a with a feeling, with a sense of who you are. And we're so used to our thoughts and trying to figure out who we are. When we start to lose those those kind of those ideas, no longer hold water. It's like, well, what's left? Right. Right. But what's left is right where you are, and it seems like you might be losing something. But you lose nothing and gain a ton. I think most people don't want to feel empty, though. No, of course not. They don't want to feel 
empty, like um, like void. But right. the, but the emptiness that we're talking about is just another word, I think, for the potential for spaciousness. You know, it's like uh, nothing is sticking, and everything is possible. Does that make sense? No, I love that. Being from the place of spaciousness and letting whatever happens happen. And those things, those thoughts, those things you're trying to figure out will all come and go, but something remains. All right. So what is the benefit of spaciousness? I'm trying to think you and I are kind of deep in this conversation and I'm deep in this experience and you're saying these things and I want to make sure everyone listening is not going next. I don't know what the heck they're talking about right now. So what is spaciousness and what's the benefit? What's the upside of spaciousness? Mm -hmm. So spaciousness is also an experience that you'll get from these practices and from this perspective. And then when there's the spaciousness, that's why, you know, when we talked about home, you could be home in spaciousness, which is basically anywhere you are. So spaciousness and home and emptiness and Beautiful. I have to tell you, this all sounds awful. <laughs> but if I'm just listening and I have not gone through what you've gone through or gone through what I'm going through, and you're talking about spaciousness and home and emptiness, to me, that sounds kind of lonely or sad. So I think we go back to the figuring out part and okay. the, the practicing part because it's an experience that we can all have. It's a very personal experience. Why do we want to have that experience? Why would someone want to have Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's you're saying it's something that we want, and and we're, you know, I know you don't like striving for, but we're working towards or letting go to experience. But all right, I'm trying to think spaciousness. If I have spaciousness, I guess if I have spaciousness, am I creating a space for something better to come in? Is is that what you mean? Well, not 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 really, and so. You asked me why someone would want to experience spaciousness. So let's be really clear that we're, we're not taking these practices to achieve something in particular or not. So I'm not here to say, oh, would you like to get spaciousness? Do this. I, I would like to say that there are people, and I, I was one of those too, who was experiencing life in, in a kind of a narrow way, you know, mm. and I was having some suffering and pain from issues, you know, left over from my childhood and, and other things. Okay, so I knew at, at some point that there was something else, something, mm. you know, I've had that innate sense, but, you know, how do you access that? And, you know, we talk about that in religions and we talk about that type of thing. So, so I, I do think that there is a yearning in some people who are looking for something different. So, so let's just start with that as a, a prerequisite. If you're yearning for something different and uh, you'd like to connect to something deeper and you start doing these practices, then when you start to return to your deeper core and to your sense of self, just like you said, it's like, well, who am I? You know, so part of that process is this questioning of all those wonderful ideas that you had about yourself. Now, in my experience, when I've had some experiences of feeling really whole 
and really um, complete, it is, there, there comes with that a sense of spaciousness and a sense of oneness. Mm. And so, that, so now, is that a benefit or is that just be, going back to who you really are? And I think that what I've experienced and what I've heard from others is that that's the returning home to the sense of, of oneness and spaciousness and peace and love and equanimity and generosity that we all share. And so you can use the word spaciousness to describe it, but again, words fall short. And so I wouldn't say that there's any benefit necessarily to spaciousness, but if you're doing this work and you experience this sense of oneness then I think you'll have also a sense of authenticity and, and being home and not suffer so much from the, the things that you're thinking. So that's, that, that's the answer to your question, which, you know, is a long-winded answer. But. No, it was a great answer. Be at home with yourself. Yes, yes. And and then you might use the word spaciousness, but you might use another word. So the, the, the thread here is that there's something that you might know that, that you can't figure out. There's got to be something more than just, you know, buying, purchasing, and working, <laughs> or whatever else you might there's got to be something more, and there is, and and that's what this work is all about. And and uh, and then you might use that word spaciousness, and you might not. Well, I was literally just thinking that, like the other day, about there has to be something more like buying and purchasing and working. I literally was. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying it's being at home with yourself. To me, being at home, I'll just give you my definition, and I'm. This is a relatively new concept to me. Being at home means being authentic and being calm and being centered and being me. And even though I don't know who that is right now, just being home means like everything's okay. Yeah, exactly. That's right. So, but when you say there's got to be more to life and I, and I hear you cause I literally, as I said, was thinking that, is it is being home the the thing that you're looking for or the place you want to be or the something better than what most people spend their lives doing well everyone has an opportunity to do this right yeah. and um and when you but i think you do have to have an interest so and you know i think about teenagers too sometimes and i've read about this in terms of coming of age you know for teenagers it's like well you know, I'm doing all these things right, and now I'm getting this job to make money so I can pay the bills. It's like, right. is there anything more to life? And so, mm. you know, that question comes up. It's in the question. Like, is there something more to life than just this mechanical or just what, you know, your brain is telling you? So, again, it's that it's that that opening that little bit of that that little crescent moon like we talked about in david white's faith poem just a, just a slight feeling that there's something more 
And, and you can call that home. You, you can call that a lot of different things. But I do think that returning to the original self. Some people call it a returning to innocence. You know, some people call it a returning to their, you know, their core, their authenticity or home. It, it, again, the words don't matter. And that's why the figuring out part can, can interfere with what we're talking about as opposed to not let them go, but to let all of that play out in awareness. And I heard you use the word savor even. And so you can actually savor this like, I was like, oh my God, that is such a painful situation. But from your awareness, you know, it's the awareness is not affected by these things. So your brain is like popping up with all these things and you can just watch them come and go. And from that place of watching, that's the stable, that's your home. And there's just that slight difference between, you know, what your thoughts are and where you're coming from, that you know that you have the thoughts. Who are you that knows that it knows? That place, that place is what I'm talking about. And that place is an experience, not a thought. And it doesn't come from figuring it out. It comes from not figuring it out. It comes from effortless effort. To know it is to experience it. And to experience it is to know it. I feel like from what you just said that awareness is your safe space. That you can put these things into awareness and then you don't have to feel them and you don't have to judge it. You don't have to say it's negative or you don't have to say it's weird. You just put it in this place of awareness and let it be, not figure it out. Well, no, um, you put yourself in the place of awareness Yeah, Mm. and then everything falls. You don't put what you're thinking or experiencing in a place of awareness. You put yourself in a place of awareness? Well, you know, you, you are the awareness of those things. Okay. And so ultimately that becomes, when we say rest as awareness, yeah. that's like, oh, you're resting as awareness, and then these things are popping up and going. So they're like, they're like you're sitting on a perch, and all these things are popping up below you, and you're just sitting there watching them. But you don't, you don't put things in awareness? Well... You, are in awareness. Okay. Yeah, you, 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 you hold them in awareness, yes. Can holding things in awareness just be, like I said, you're not figuring it out, you're not judging it, it's just there. Yeah, right, exactly, it's just there. So that gives you a, a little relief or perspective or lightens your load a little bit? Yeah, well, it, it shifts your identity away from the, those problems and to the awareness of those problems. And awareness is just awareness. And so it does, it's not affected by any of those things. So your safe place, that's what I was saying. Yeah, then you're, yeah, it's your, yeah. If you'd like to call it your safe place, I don't, yes, that makes sense. I do hear a lot more people talking about awareness lately. Do you think it's something that we're hearing more about these days? Well, you know, I had that same experience. And I don't know if I was just missing it before because, you know, the word awareness is so easy to miss. Hmm. It, to me, it's like the most special word. 
there's a certain kind of awareness that doesn't mean much, right? Awareness, you know, well, I'm aware that my tea is getting cold. I mean, that's a different kind of awareness than to be, to identify as awareness. Mm. And so I think a lot of the people who talk were saying that word, but, but I, I mean, so I don't know if I just pick it up more now, but you're, you're noticing it as well, huh? Yeah, definitely. Where did you notice I, Deepak Chopra has been talking about it lately, and yeah. I've listened to Deepak Chopra for a long time. So you're right. Maybe he's been talking about it, and I'm just noticing it myself, or is it a, a concept that more people are talking about now? And I was to tell you, I'm again, I'm good at putting myself in the listener's shoes. To me, awareness is complicated to grasp as meditation is, you know, so I feel like you have to talk about it and experience it and be aware of it over and over again until you kind of get it. You know? Yeah. It's like, no, exactly. just like meditation. Cause you say awareness and then there's so many out there explanations for it. It's hard to grasp. It's hard to bring home. I can home. I get home. I love home is like, you know, home is where your heart is, you know, <laughs> literally and figuratively for me. So I like that. It seems so peaceful and something that's easier to connect to. But, you know, meditation took me a while and awareness is taking me a while because it's such a, for lack of a better term, out there concept. Yeah, or abstract concept. Yeah, abstract concept. Or yeah. kind of to the, to the topic of today, it's something you can't figure out. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's something you, you, just, you just can't. Because if you're figuring it out, you're, you're not aware. And so... Or actually, you are, and you don't know it. But <laughs> the awareness is not another problem or, or another thing to try to figure out. It's really that. Um, I, I wish I could. I wish I could explain it better. Um, but we'll keep doing. Uh, we'll yeah. keep, keep doing because it, it's it's it, it is a personal experience for yourself to get. And I remember. I mean, I I kind of got it. It was just weird. Uh, well, and that's that word that weird. But it was. It was. It was. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, I said weird. To some, at some point, have a realization that I was aware, and it was like, oh, you know, it was. Oh, it was a kind of a little wake up. Well, like, wait a minute. Oh, hmm. You know, and it's kind of like it, It's a subtle shift. Mm -hmm. Still the same person, still the same thing, but it's just a little shift in the perspective. And I remember being a little confused about it too and talking to my teachers and all. And it's like, yeah, just be with it. See what happens. And and it can be a little it's a little surprising and un unnerving. And uh, but you know, even the reaction to that you can bring into awareness. So I was like, wow, that was weird. Like, oh, aware of that. Is that something you have to actively do, or is it more natural for you now? No, no, it's much more natural for me now to move around that way. You know, not 100%, but it's a really part of every one of my days. Hmm. I feel like we live in such a judgy world. Uh, I don't like that. I don't, I'm, because I'm so intuitive and I can, I, I can be talking to someone. I know where they're looking. I know what they're looking at. I, you know, I don't know necessarily what they're thinking, but I know that they're looking and judging. 
and whether it's like what what you're wearing or how your hair is or you know how whatever is happening you're we get judged all the time and it's exhausting and can you be aware instead of judging people well, you're in show business, right? And- <laughs> in radio for a reason. <laughs> you know, that's that. So I think we just have to think about ourselves. Hmm. And, uh, and other people are going to do what they're going to do. And they're going to do it, you know, because they're trapped in their thoughts or their habits or whatever. Or, we, or you don't know, really, where they're at. But that's where the compassion comes in. Mm. You know, and that's where not taking things personally comes in. Ah, yeah. Those, I mean, you know, it's not going to stick. And even the most difficult things aren't won't stick. I mean, it might be a little bit harder if you got put into jail or something. Mm. That's that's quite a judgment. But you know, it's like, do you really care what someone thinks about your hair? Do you really care what you know someone thinks about your shoes? It's like, no, not really. Because you're happy at home with yourself yeah exactly exactly um i don't think that maybe if you're home you're not gonna go out like a slob but maybe you will whatever it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter but you know taking care of yourself is important but you know and you can take this to extremes right but i do think there's a perspective and a sense from of awareness that will mean that other people's ideas of you will have no effect on how you are. If you're thinking a lot about what other people think of you and taking that as you, yeah, it's going to affect you a lot. But if you know who you are, then those things aren't going to have an effect. But it is freeing when you don't worry about what other, it's like such a great way to move through life is to not like knowing that no, I always think people aren't worried about me. They're all caught up in their, there's a fancy place we like to go in Northern Michigan and it's, it's fancy and people go, Oh, I can't go there. They're just, everyone has so much money and they're just judging you. And I always say, they're not looking at me. We think I'm looking at them. So I just go and I just be at home and be myself and, and not worry about it. There you go. But I think there's so much freedom in not taking things personally. Oh my goodness, so much freedom, yeah. so much freedom. And and if, and if people are coming at you with things, you know, there's also an opportunity to have compassion for them. Well, and that's a big step. That's a big step. But you know, it, they've been through a lot. They've been raised to be judgy. They've, and that's just, that's their conditioning and conditioning is, you know, it's just conditioning. It means nothing. What really means something is your truth. Hmm. But you got to know it first, right? That's true. You have to connect back to it Hmm. through the many layers that may be built up, keeping you from it. And so we'll all just peel back those layers, you know, week by week. We're on week number 22. 22. So, you know, peeled back a bunch of layers so far. We got more layers to go. Which is definitely worth it, but it's definitely a journey for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it. And I'm glad that we're on this journey together with all of our numerous listeners. Yeah. And if you're on the journey and you want to email us, I always like to get those in exploringawareness at gmail.com. Well, you know, we were talking about 
streaming on Twitch. So we're going to look into that and maybe uh, we'll let you know yeah. uh, next time when we'll be streaming and you could join us there. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to join us on a retreat someday, we could schedule that too. You know, yeah, let's do, do a it. live retreat. I'm open to all of those ideas. I'm excited. I always like to look to see where people are listening. And then it's the United States is number one. And not, have you noticed the United Kingdom is now number two? They surpassed Australia. No, I didn't yeah. see that. Well, hello, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Australia, you got your work cut off. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. I thought today, you know, I just got back from a run. And I thought maybe we would do a walking meditation. Okay. Does that sound? Do you meditate when you're running. I, I we, yeah, it's, it's kind of meditative for me to run. There's some Japanese monks that run and meditate. Really. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so for for walking meditation, let me give a quick overview. Okay. Yeah. So you know when we're doing our sitting meditation, we're we're typically becoming aware of our breath, body, um, thoughts, and emotions. So we spend a lot of time walking during the day, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, walking meditation, when we practice like this on our, our pilot project, you know, and I've been to many meditation retreats where you'll, you know, sit meditation for a half an hour and then do walking meditation for a half an hour. And it's a, a nice way to continue your meditation, but, you know, not being sick and cramped on, in a yeah. or bench for a very long time. We'll bring the same perspective of awareness to our walking that we do to our breathing. And so when we do guided meditation with the breath, we're aware of our breath. Now, the, the, and we, this walking meditation is more of awareness of the body, right? And uh, you know how I always include the feet in my guided meditation. And I think feet are really cool because they're at the very end of the body and we forget about them all the time. And so with walking meditation, we're going to pay attention at first to our feet. And uh, how I'd like to do this, since, since, you know, the podcast listeners are going to hopefully not be driving. You can't do this while you're driving. And I'm going to uh, walk with this microphone. And I'm going to take a, a, a place here on the floor and about 10 feet, 12 feet. And we're going to just walk along that path. And then we're going to turn around and walk back. And so you find yourself a little meditation, a walking area. And we're going to then use kind of our walking as a way for concentration and a way for awareness. Do we need a big space to do it in? Because I'm not in that big of a can, can, do you have like a, yeah, can you take 10 steps in one direction? Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. 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 Um, now, do you have any questions about, about this? I'm just going to stand up and I'm going to, can I walk back and forth or here and there? Yes. Does it have to be a yeah. certain pattern? Nope. It just, in a, in, a, in, a, in a straight line. Okay. And you'll walk a certain number of steps, maybe 10 steps, and then you'll like turn around and walk 10 more steps and then turn around very mindfully. So we're going to take do this walking very, very mindfully. And you're going to guide us. And I'm going to guide us. So go ahead and stand up. Okay. 
stretching a little. Is that good? Yeah, you can stretch a little. And you can hear me okay? I can. Okay, great. So I'm standing up now as well. Okay, and so everyone stand up and just put your feet together, a little bit separated, just so you're balanced. And hands by your side. And we'll start with our usual grounding attitude. You know, feel your feet firmly on the ground. And feel your legs and both of your legs supporting your body. Keep your back upright. And check in with your breath. And as usual, become aware of your breath. And just become aware of your body as it's standing still. Might bend your knees just a little. And notice all the subtle movements that are automatically happening to keep you upright. Your body's constantly assessing where you are in the world and the muscles are moving to keep you upright. It's called balance. It's happening without you thinking about it. And so in a minute, I'm going to start the walking meditation instruction. Now, while we do that, yes, there'll be, you'll be using your thoughts to follow the instructions. But also, let's be aware of everything that's happening as we do this. And even as I say, you know, when we start the meditation, be aware that your brain is now sending signal to your foot. And so I'll just have you lift your left foot and just take one step forward. Okay. And now your second foot is back. Now paying very close attention to your right foot. Just push off and feel your heel lift off the floor very slowly around your toes to your big toe and then take that step forward and feel your foot touch the ground again. I'll take another step 
with your left foot. Your heel will go out. Land. Curl around your big toe. Keeps you nice and balanced. And so now we're taking slow steps. Your right foot comes up. And goes forward. Just pay close attention, being aware of your feet as they touch the ground. Move your other foot forward. Maybe your other foot is starting to lift up as you begin to take the next step. I'm at the end of my path. So very mindfully, I'll move my feet. Completely turn around. Put my feet together. And then start again with my right foot. The heel touching the side of the foot, the toes as my left foot rises. Lifts off the ground, goes forward. And just continue. This slow walk. One very intentional step after the other. And with practice, Just as we were aware of the breath, we know that we're breathing. Very different than just breathing unconsciously. Now we practice walking. In this case, very slowly very mindfully feeling the body. You can also take this practice with you into the world when you'd like to connect 
into this deeper awareness. And even as we practice now walking, if you're outside, you might open your eyes. And be aware of the trees, flowers, the sounds, everything as they are in the present moment. Thoughts will come. Questions if you're doing this right will come. Questions about the past, questions about the future. And just as we walk with awareness, think with awareness, and just let awareness be the guide as things come and go in the field of awareness and in this case we are walking as awareness very different than how we usually walk. And so if sitting down to meditate is challenging, perhaps you can do walking meditation anytime you want. and use this as a tool to open to awareness open to spaciousness open to sense of personal depth and truth And so now you can walk back to your chair mindfully, feeling your feet, feeling your body move. And then see if you can sit in your chair also mindfully.
keeping the practice. And in your chair then, take three deep breaths and then open your eyes. That was strangely calming. <laughs> do, you do, that, do you do that very often? You know, I, I, have, I have done that very often, but I haven't done that recently that intentionally. It was really nice. I know people who listen to the podcast while they're out walking with their headphones on, so I'm wondering if maybe they'll hang on and, and do, the, do the meditation while they're st- – still outside plus you know me i love nature and being outside so i thought oh this would be even better being outside than in my family room where i'm doing yeah yeah can you imagine just like yeah. just, just like using the walking as your like anchor for meditation and it's why a, is it so relaxing yeah is it the repetition of it or yeah because awareness is not doesn't have any anxiousness so when you like are returning home to that place there's no Mm -hmm. stress like you know they say mindfulness-based stress reduction well the stress reduction is because you're connecting to a place that doesn't have stress so you're not in my mind anyway you're not reducing stress you are you are actually connecting with the place that doesn't have stress in the first place. Hmm. It's always there, right? (laughs) Always there. And that's my story and I'm sticking to it. All right. Well, I feel you. Yes. I feel it. And that's, we have the same feeling and that's the connection that we can have with all people who are are connected to this. Yeah. I love that. There we go. So no figuring, feeling. Being. Unless, you know, you're keeping working on it. That's fine, too. Yeah. Right. No, ju- you're judging. No judging. Right. You can email us at exploringawareness at gmail.com. Or we have a YouTube page. We have a Instagram page. We're on Twitter at ExploreAware, which is fun to see how that's growing. The community is growing there on Twitter. And uh, we're always happy to hear from you. We see the statistics of who's listening all around the world and very grateful for that. And uh, if you want to check in, let us know. Exactly. I hope everybody has a great week. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Have some nice walks. Walk as awareness. And we will see you again soon. Take care. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.